Hello and welcome to episode five of the First Exchange podcast and I am your host Lydia Daydal and I'm delighted to be joined in studio today by former lightweight world champion Anthony Kralla. Welcome. Lydia, good to be here. I'm delighted you came in. No, nice drive over the top. So warm one today. We've got the last yeah. few days of summer, haven't we? So yeah. baking a little bit, but no, good to be here. It's good. I was just saying to you before we started filming, I've had nothing but world champions in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm happy to keep the world champion flow going. It's Thank good. you. No, I'm happy to, yeah, to be one to keep it going though. So you've had some great guests on. Thank you. Um, so obviously we're talking this weekend, busy weekend, lots going on, loads of your guys fighting. Yeah. Um, obviously we had seen you the last time at the Fight Zone shows, you've been doing your, yes. your commentating. Yep. So you have a bit busy schedule. This weekend really, yeah, it's just become a little less busy. So yeah. on the on the Friday night there's a show at the Copper Box, uh, yeah. the Queensbury show, as you know, yeah. one of the... Um, Empire Fighters, uh, sponsored fighters, Junaid. Yeah, Junaid. Great Barton, lad, yeah. yeah. Loads of time for him. He's making his professional debut. So on that is Callum Thompson, mm-hmm. um, one of Joe Gallagher's fight, fighters who obviously I, I assist Joe. Um, knew Callum since being a schoolboy fighter, really. Yeah. Really good, talented kid. It's his, it's his second fight. It's his, um, his TV debut, but um, mm-hmm. he made his professional debut just a few weeks back. So he's, he's fighting for the second time in a month on... On Frank's show yeah. on Friday, um, so I was going to go down, but I think with all the the COVID testing, I'd have to be down on the first day. And yeah, it's sti- we're still not out of the water, so we're not. Yeah, with all the so COVID Callum Johnson's stuff. on Saturday night. Obviously, Callum's a good mate. I wouldn't want to miss that. But yeah. on the Saturday night, I've got my own fighter, Jake James, on. Mm-hmm. So I have to be tested Friday in Bolton at the weigh-in, and then Sunday afternoon, I've got. My other two, two of my other fighters, James Moorcroft and Rhiannon, Rhiannon Dixon, yeah. on Sunday afternoon. So it's a mad. Yeah. It would have been mad to go from London to there. That in between that, I've somehow I'll get my son to his football match. But then Ronaldo's returning to Old Trafford. He wants to go yeah, there. Yeah, Don't know how I'm going to do it to be honest. <laughs> and um, Sunday, Sunday evening, my mate Sonny like little godson. Um, Leo, he's got his first MMA fight, so yeah, a bit of a mental weekend to yeah. be honest. In um, in um, yes. Yeah, so retirement man. hasn't been quite then, is what we're getting at here. What's that? <laughs> retirement has not been quite. No, it's not not yeah. um, not how I've seen it to be honest. No, yeah. I didn't have the the slippers in the pipe. No, <laughs> busier than ever. But no, all good. Listen, good and yeah. I say it all the time. Boxing. I say it when I retired. Boxing will always be a huge part mm-hmm. of my life. So been in the gym this morning, coaching straight over here yeah and um you know i've got a bit of an easier day today that's it that, yeah. because of the fighters because it's that they've all got a rest day today we're coming up to a fight so yeah i'm not in tonight so yeah you, you have the evening off Easy we're in day, here yeah. you're doing this there we are there we are so yeah <laughs> but you know you mentioned a, a couple of tv debuts for the weekend can you remember your first my first your t- TV, first TV de- debut i can listen it wasn't yeah. the best either <laughs> it was so i always say this so and then they're showing clips. I remember second fight, them showing a clip of me yeah. stopping someone. I felt that oh, felt great. Yeah. But my granddad, God bless him, he's not up normal. But he stayed up till near midnight and they, they ran through the card and there's about a five second clip of me putting someone down with a body shot. But my first TV debut, like where I knew I was getting on at, you know, a certain time. Yeah. I um I lost. I lost and um, you know, like you do, you let everyone know on. I don't even know if it would have been Facebook. It might have been MySpace at the time. Yeah. MySpace, Bebo. Bebo. <laughs> I miss Bebo, but yeah. MySpace, I I'm, I'm on at this time, ITV4, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, I was boxing like a lad who's known as a journeyman. Mm-hmm. Anyway, come up short. Come up short. Like just an absolute nightmare of a fight for me. And me and was fighting. He finished it early. So it also got shown on ITV. <laughs> So yeah, it was like it was a very sort of humbling night for me, and apart yeah. listen, a night in my career what mapped out a big part of my future, both mm. not just not just boxing wise, but I learned a lot of life lessons. You know, mm. there was the phone stopped ringing, um, there was people who was coming to watch us who stopped buying tickets. You know, yeah. understandably, I say it all the time, I don't. Those same people ended up buying tickets again to come and watch me when mm. you know the journey was flying. But um, I don't want anything against them because if they're, listen, if they're, I was this touted prospect and if I'm losing, I say it all the time, joke about it, but he was a part-time ice cream mm-hmm. man as well. So part-time boxer, part-time ice cream man, I'm getting beat um, in fights like that. Mm-hmm. They, they're thinking, well, you know what, it's not really the journey, what we invest on, you know, 
we don't see him as the next big lad to be coming out of Manchester. Yeah. So yeah, but it was um, that was my TV debut. So I don't think there would have been many people who've had as worse TV debuts yeah. as me. I mean, it, it, when you remember back that time, obviously that is, you know, not part of the script. That's not part mm. of how you want things to go. But when it happens and you're, I mean, you can look back now in hindsight and hindsight is such a great thing. But yep. when you look back and you think about, you know, how it you felt in that time or, you know, how we'll say the people at the phone stops ringing and different things like that. You know, how long did it take you to kind of sit it's with it a, now and go, it is what it is, you know, and um, that's just the way the game is. It probably took it probably took a few years, to be honest. Yeah. It probably took a few years. I think I always had good mates around me. And um I remember them saying, Listen, you you'll realise a lot of things now. And yeah. I realised that it took a little bit for me to, to to do that and also to understand sort of why they'd done it and mm-hmm. I, I genuinely on that I wasn't bitter. Yeah. I was probably a bit gutted, but I wasn't yeah. bitter or anything like that. But um, that was just a journey. We're all mm. on different journeys, and that was just part of my journey. Mm. Um, and now I say, so at the time, I wouldn't have dreamed of saying it, but I wouldn't change it now because that mm. was part of, like I said, part of my journey. Yeah. Part of, you know, the route I was meant to go. I always say it, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And although it didn't seem at the time, that mm. was a blessing in disguise. So that's it. On the nights that it didn't go to plan and it didn't go your way, can you look back now and recognise why that might have been? Yes, yeah, certainly with with a few of them, with mm-hmm. a few of them, and even to the point where I just lost to the better man. Yeah. You know, I'm big enough to um, accept that. And listen, there's certain ones where I think, do I wish I would have done a little things mm-hmm. done different and I would have given a better account of myself. I really yeah. believe that, which is a little bit, do you know, annoying, but. That's it. That was that was the journey. I was on. Listen, I'm I'm at peace with with my career like that. Yeah. You know how it turned out, and um, yeah, there was there was one or two where I think I wish I would have done things different. Mm-hmm. But you know, I didn't. You can't you can't turn back time, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's it. Could you have imagined when you set out starting your career? You know, when when you're first putting on those gloves before you turn pro and thinking about the goals and the dreams yeah. and I want to be and I want to be like this person, that person. Could you have imagined that you could have achieved what you have set out and done? Like, genuinely, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, and that's not meant to sound, you know, cocky yeah. or arrogant yeah, yeah. or anything like that. I, I always, you know, my aim was always to become a world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, there was parts of my career where I probably would have got laughed at for saying that, but I never stopped believing I could, I could do well if it, with just adjustments and getting things right and also getting that bit of luck. Mm-hmm. You need that bit of luck. It doesn't matter how good you are. You also, you also always need a little bit of luck with things. Um, I just got a little bit of bad luck, but yeah, yeah it's, um, that that was just how it how it was. I never stopped believing. I think my mental strength was always very good. My mm-hmm. mental strength was always very good because I believe, I say it all the time, it's not to big myself, but there was a lot of fighters who would have walked away yeah, he would have walked away um, from the sport at mm-hmm. certain points in the career. What I had, mm-hmm. do you know? What? I'm sure my phone or your phone was just vibrating. It's your phone. It <laughs> Apologies. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, uh, it's totally I don't know fine. Why that's but you know when you uh, when you look at you know that mental strength, that mindset. What do you attribute it to? Do you think it's it's your parents' influence? Do you think it's the environment where you grew up? You know, is it Manchester? I think, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the influence of your parents. Yeah. And I think, listen, some of it, don't matter how much the people around you, you know, want it for you, or you've got to want it yourself yeah. deep down. You've got to want to dig deep. And it doesn't matter, you know, I always, the saying, I always remember hearing, George said, you know, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. And that's it. You've got to, the fighters got to want it themselves. And and I did want it. I Mm. did. I wanted it. I feel as bad as absolutely anyone. I used to always think, you know, no one can want it more than me. They can want it as much as me, but Mm. they won't want it more than me. I'll never be found sort of lacking in in that area. And I think, I think that played a huge part in Mm. it. And listen, at times, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was certain points in my career. And someone said, listen, you're not going to be a world champion, but, you're gonna do this. I probably would have snapped the hand off because of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That might sound like I'm contradicting myself, but because it looks very, very unlikely. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um. But yeah, no, I think I think the fight has got to 
want they've got that in themselves do you know what i mean they think 100%. people say you can't train hard you've either got it or you've not mm-hmm. um i think you can train sort of you know you can get fitter which probably helps you dig a little bit deeper yeah but there comes a point where you you know you've got to dig deep mm-hmm. um, you've got to have it I think there was something in um, I don't know if you've seen the uh, documentary The Last Dance on Michael Jordan unbelievable one of the best things I've ever seen how good right unbelievable it was like you totally got the essence of what it meant how tough it might have been you know oh and it's I always say it like you hear things where you think Michael Jordan is not the nicest of guys and and you can 100% see it it you can 100% see it but I think what you can't deny is, is like there's a bit in it what I remember and he goes, there's this young kid, he goes, oh, you retiring. Yeah. He says, oh, I wanted to, along the lines of, I wanted to be a, in football, so I wanted to put it in my back pocket. He was obviously joking. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. a legend. He took it. There's, I always joke, there's a gift or something like that. You know, I took that personal. Yeah. And that's what he did. Yeah. And I think that is what, that is the way he needed to fire himself yeah. up. That's the way yeah. he needed to fire himself up. But yeah, what a, what an unbelievable, mm-hmm. honestly, one of the very, very best things I've ever seen. And I can't yeah. I like a bit of basketball. I can't pretend I'm really knowledgeable or anything like that. But um, but do you, do you recognise qualities in him and in that team that you possess yourself? With, um, I, I think a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, I think what, what a little bit. Um, just sort of, you know, that will to win. Yes. That will to win being mm-hmm. probably possibly the main one. But there is so many little qualities and, and yeah. I've seen him in other coaches where sometimes you think, wow, you're being harsh there. But then yeah. I get when I look back now, I look why you're doing it. You know, I've mm-hmm. seen my own coach where I think there's time, I think he'd sit here, Joe would just sit here and I think, oh yeah, yeah, times when we fall out or whatever. And I think that's yeah. what happens. But he might have done things for a reaction. Mm-hmm. And don't wrong after I might think, you fucking prick. You yeah. know, like <laughs> you didn't have to do that or whatever, but that was his way of doing it and getting yeah. the best at me or getting what he wanted out of me, yes. out of me. And, um, and that's it. And obviously now I'm, I'm a coach myself and I'm, I'm learning and I always say it like I think certain fighters you're going to have to be tougher on. I always mm-hmm. say this, listen, some need a carrot, some need a stick. Yeah. And I think a good coach... That's a very good analogy. Yeah. yeah some, <laughs> some um, A good coach knows when to use that or when mm-hmm. to use it with certain individuals. Some fighters, some players mm-hmm. might need the carrot more than the stick. And yeah. Vice versa, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's um, how, but, how do you think you attune to that as a coach? Like you obviously have the experience because you've been on the other end of it, so you know what you needed and what was needed to bring certain things out of you. But I now in the roles reverse, I certainly, I'm, of course, you're always learning this game. I'm, I'm very inexperienced as a coach. Um, I'm sure I'm going to make mistakes mm-hmm. along the way. Well, 100, I will. But um, I think you've just got to sort of look to get to know the individual. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot to get to know the individual person. I always say a boxing coach isn't just a boxing coach to mm. become a little bit of a counsellor, a little yeah. bit of, do you know, it's you become a friend, but then at the same time, not someone, oh, he's gone the piss. Do you know what I yes. mean? It's, it's, uh, it's different. It's much more a boxing coach or a, a very good one covers much more than being just in the boxing mm-hmm. gym with the fighters. When you look back on that relationship now, especially with Joe, like do you do you feel like you will ever replicate a relationship like that again? Um, with what me with another fighter? With, with somebody, maybe not with your fighter because you'd have that. Yeah. But I suppose I'm trying to get at the the bond or the relationship that it's, you would have had with I him. Mean, you never know, sort of business wise, yeah. what you're gonna do. Like for instance, I've I've got my own place, my own gym, and. We're the coaches, you know, we're all close and that's what I want it. I want to to be yeah. like, you know, everyone close like that and mm-hmm. sort of to be able to, you know, laugh together, have good times together, look forward to yeah. things together. Um, so I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Um, it'd be a little bit different as in sort of what we went through, the mm-hmm. fight, but I always hope for like similar relationships where, so I always think listen, friendships, relationships like that, one of the, the most beautiful things in life, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So I hope so. Like, um, probably very different to me and Joe, like mad ups and downs. Yeah. And thankfully, a lot, some unbelievable times, mm-hmm. um, which I'll never, you know, achieve again. 
But um, yeah, I think I think you can take a lot. I can, I can take a lot from that, mm -hmm. even with my own fighters or gym business going forward. Mm -hmm. When you look back at all the title wins and mm -hmm. all the good nights, the big yeah. nights that there's been, and the reception with the crowd, and, yeah. and you know achieving that, when does it hit you? You know, because we watch you on TV and we yeah. see you win in that moment. We see you getting the stoppage. We see you lifting yeah. the belts. We see you doing your post-fight interview, embracing the crowd. Yeah. I always wonder, at what moment does it actually sink in and do you think, you know, I'm a world champion? Um, do you know what? It's, it's probably, it takes probably a few days sinking as in like, you know, watching it back. And, yeah. you know, for me, it was like having that quiet moment myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't be with my mates so I'm a family watching it and like I just I couldn't I didn't like it do you know yeah. like watching it back and do you know everyone's so would like, you oh. be alone when you watch it back um, yeah a lot like for, for it to sink in yes yeah yeah 100% like yeah it, um, watch it back on my own and yeah so or sometimes speaking to certain people it's sinking yeah. do you know what I mean people close to you mm -hmm. whether it be family you know coach um, our good friends, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's what it might take. It, there might always be like a little trigger that I set off and you go, you know what, yeah, it, it sunk in. Mm -hmm. So obviously at the moment, there's this moment of joy and stuff like yeah. that, but I think your adrenaline's pumping, you're yeah. in a bubble. It's not, it doesn't hit home. You're on like a huge high, a high that, you know, I always say it, no drink or drugs going to give me. Mm. I'm, you know, probably not going to achieve again in my life. Um like that that kind of high get highs but not that kind of high mm -hmm. again but um sometimes yeah it's took a talking to to a friend and or a family member or, or like the coach or whatever and it'd sink in do you know mm -hmm. what i mean certain things just to watch it or or like i said without contradicting himself you'd watch it and then that that's what i mean you'd replay, replay that mm -hmm. conversation with them while you watch it and go yeah i get it i get it yeah. i get it what we've done it just seems like, I mean, is the process overwhelming? That whole, you know, to start a fight camp, to put in all that blood, sweat and tears in the lead up to it, to go through the fight. And then you have, obviously, you've media week, you've you've yeah. all this pressure and then it's suddenly of over. Course it's, you know, is, is it sort of like a oh, dump of adrenaline, you know, after all honestly, that 8, 10, 12 weeks? The after, after nearly every fight are always like, so a few days after I'd end up <laughs> run down a little bit yeah. and like, I'd end up a little bit under the weather because the come downs, the yes. come downs mental. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you, you pumped, you pumped, and then adrenaline. Like I could never really sleep. Then mm -hmm. I, I had like hard fights the night after the fight and stuff. I just sometimes I go right through, and then it, you know, to come down, it'd just be like wow. Yeah. It was. Um, I couldn't switch off. It'd take a good few days to switch off. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was, yeah, I'd always end up a little bit run down, you know, a week or so after the fight. Mm -hmm. But it was, um, it was just, you, at the time, you're just living for the moment, yeah. aren't you? You're living for the moment. And that's what I say all the time. Like the, the highs, like you just something you, you think of and you, you still probably get goosebumps, you know, these moments in your life where you think, wow, wow, mm -hmm. that night. What are the, the, obviously we have an idea of what your highlights will be, the yeah. peak moments, but for you, is there any, you know, memorable moment where you look back and go, I remember that person saying this to me, or I remember, you know, this feeling or, or being in that place at that time. What is the kind of the, the highlight that stands out for you? It's mad. It's like, there's a few, like right from winning my first, well, debut even as an amateur and stuff like that. But I remember getting winning as a professional I fought a very good lad Andy Morris who I rated highly someone who looked up to you know growing up he was, he was very very good Andy was and that was my first title one was an English title and mm -hmm. it was mad like I can't say my career was on the line but it was a huge huge turning point you know in my career and like what it meant it just gave me that sort of belief sort of to go on and become yeah. a championship fighter and it's mad like I remember it, it was like it's it's just you know that bit and then you, you know you're on you're on sort of television mm. you're getting that win people recognizing you and stuff like that and you're thinking like wow it's and not just ego mm. but you're thinking i want this you know i want i want more of this yeah um so that was before and then again british title i remember like 
my dad was an ex-professional boxer so i knew he knew like the importance of a british title you know lonsdale that's a beautiful beautiful yeah. belt and um i remember that there's a bit where like the smith brothers like i've got like i've got like so much love for them all mm. do you know what i mean but obviously back then they'd not long joined the gym i knew them anyway but I remember being at the Olympia during the changing rooms, not yeah. the best facility, but I love the Olympia, but yeah. in the changing rooms, <laughs> I remember just being upstairs and just had this fight and um, I remember helping me take my boots off, do you know, when I was like getting drug tested and stuff and I'm looking at this Lonsdale belt and I'm thinking, wow, do you know, like, yeah. how's this happened? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's um, yeah, it's mad than not just the obvious ones. It's hard like to just, to pick one listen if you had to say one I say one either the world title or defending yeah. the world title but um, yeah they're they're the moments mm. like they're the moments you train for they're the moments like I said when I won a world title it wasn't I think there's a picture of me half looks like I'm crying but I'm not but <laughs> there's that many emotions did you emotions. not shed a tear did you not shed a little tear well I maybe did but I didn't yeah. know I did <laughs> but there's that many emotions Lydia like there's there was sort of obviously everything what had happened as well, like leading up to that. But you know, it was it was happiness. It was yeah. it was relief. It was it, it was relief. It was sort of like you know, everyone who backed me, I've, I've won that world title now. Sort of like hopefully I've made them proud. Yeah. Um, oh, so many things you know running mm. through, and there's a picture and it does. It looks like I'm crying like my eyes up, but hey, there's probably about. 50 different emotions coming yeah. out of me like as I'm screaming mm-hmm. at that point um, but yeah I just yeah like I said, they're, the, they're the nights you live for aren't yeah. they? they're the nights you live for you touched on a point there when you were just talking um, and you said I hope I made, made them proud and yeah. I always find it so maybe interesting at how many fighters at your level or on the way to your level that the the people around them play such a factor in them wanting to win and yeah. be successful because they want to make people proud. Yeah. What huge. was that for you? Is it the, you know, thinking about the joy that the win would bring your family and friends? Um, that's a part of it. It's mm-hmm. a part of it. I always thought people spending their hard-earned money. Yeah. Do you know, I want them to have a good night. I want them, and again, it sounds all ego mm. but it's not but I want them to talk about it you know for yeah. years to come like it means the world to me I, I can I took my son playing football the other day and someone I don't know where they've been from I've been from like Halifax way or something like, he come up to mm. me and I had, re- had many a good nights watching you yeah. and stuff like that and it means the world to me do you know what I mean yeah. like never met this guy he's not as if he's from like around my area he comes up and he says and there and then our oh, people have been on holiday and they says, oh, I was there that night. And, so, and I think, mm. imagine not, you know, it's not like you don't know me or that, but you come to watch me and stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that was, that would, I'd always want to give people value for money in the way. But then, and yeah, family, mm. family and my team, like I think they put the effort into me. I want to give them everything and yeah. I want to make them think, you know what, that was worth it that night. Mm-hmm. Like I've just said, they're the, they're the highs we chase and we hit the high that yeah. night. Um, family, yeah. I, was, um, I always say it, I, was, I never claim to have it like I've had it rough mm. because my mum and dad, they've done everything for us and that, but it wasn't easy for them. I know it wasn't easy for mm. them. They never moaned, but I know when I look back now and I've, obviously I've got a child of my own, family yeah. moan, I think it couldn't have been easy that. Mm. Do you know, it couldn't have been easy for yous with, you know, three lads and... So I think, ah, oh, no, I think there was a little bits like, you know, my mum getting on the bus with me, taking me to the gym straight yeah. from work and stuff like that. And I don't know, like my dad just working extra hours to to provide, you know, for us and stuff with certain mm-hmm. things. So I thought, you know what, no, I want to, I want to really make them proud as well. Mm-hmm. That That's... You know, that's something that I think we can all relate to. You know, when we look back at our parents or our child, we can definitely look at moments where we go as adults, God, I didn't actually factor that in. I didn't realise that and how, you know, lucky and blessed that, you know, we all uh, have ups and downs in our life, but there there are definitely moments where you look back and you go, God, it must not have been easy, you know, especially at that time or whenever it might have been. Yeah. Um, Can you remember a time when you know, you could see the pride in your mum and dad's face? Um, 
yeah yeah I, I can't yeah and that means that means everything to me like yeah. i always joke like my dad's not one my mates are joking not one to get excited or he's never yeah. like oh i ran yeah. or like never ever yeah. one of proper those manchester man yeah he's <laughs> but i know like he's he'd, he'd look forward to fight yeah. night and stuff like that so yeah that and that there's stuff that i remember mm. you know we're not he's um he's never the one who put me on proud of your son like never in a million years would he do that but i know there was times where i could tell he was so that was enough for me Mm -hmm. same with my mom um you know it's mad my mom loves boxing Mm. but she just hated me boxing if that made sense you know like she'd go to the show she'll watch she'll watch show week in week out whether it be on a friday night whether it be on do you know what i mean whether it it be on TV on Saturday. She'll mm. watch him. She'll watch them all, but she just didn't like my fights. Yeah. So, can you understand that? Like, yeah, what, absolutely. Yeah, what there, be hard absolutely. For, yeah. Because I think my little brother boxed amateur, and I think the nerves I used to get for then mm. was worse than any of mine. She was doing three one and a half minute rounds at the time. Yeah. Whereas now I'd like to think, oh, I'd be a bit better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But for instance, if if my son is he's just turned eight. Joe, if in a few years' time he wants to box, worst nightmare, but if he wants to box, yeah. you've just got to support him the best way you can. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what the nerves would be like. Yeah. I'd, I'd hate it, do you know what I mean? I know you said your, your little boy plays football. Do you get kind of a little nerve when I you do, watch yeah. him play football? I do, yeah. I do. <laughs> and uh, so it's like, it sounds sad. It's the highlight of my week watching him in his little grassroots club yeah. play, play football. Um, I think it's, you know, I love it. I, yeah. I go there and go and watch him, watch him do himself and stuff like, I think sometimes as well, I'm not one of those dads, but I think there'll be sometimes when I watch, I'm going to do this workout, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? So they come the fine line, but um, boxing, I might have a bit of a, a bit of saying it, but football, yeah. that's my fan, but I can't pretend I know too much. Where is the joy in it for you getting to watch him play football like that? Is it just, just seeing him, seeing him, seeing his skill you know, and like progressing yeah, yeah. and different and, things? And the fact that, you know, you see him doing well and yeah. you see other parents congratulating mm-hmm. him and, you know, speaking well. It's, of course it is. It's, yeah. You're probably like, oh, that's, that's my lad. You yeah. know, it's, um, yeah, of course, or just like them working together as just young young people. Yeah, yeah. And sort of the joy to bring them to, the, yeah. It's, um, I always say, I think sports just, I think it's the mm-hmm. best thing in the world. Whether, whether it be boxing, whether it be football, whichever sport, like just, them working together they're your best memories yes. a lot of the times they're your best memories you know I wasn't like the best football but like I can remember being on the football team in school little trips they had away we went I remember going to Holland when I was 10 like memories for life yeah um, getting to some national final in the athletics of our school like mm. so they're all the, when I think all my best memories outside of boxing yeah they're still sport yeah they're still sport whether yeah. it be watching Manchester United somewhere again it's sport um so it's a huge part. I mean, listen, obviously, you know, the birth of your children and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you're saying that, but, you know, that's that's the obvious one, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, it's nearly all sport. Mm-hmm. Has it always been United for you? Always. Yeah. <laughs> Is the whole yeah. house the red house? No, that's the thing, <laughs> it's not. But my nana Pauline, bless her, like, she, she passed away when I was, like, 10. She was a crazy red, and I was with my nana Pauline a lot, and that was how it got passed down. Yeah. And um, yeah, so now like it's like one of me, my favourite things. Again, it's not to sound like super dad or anything like that, but like going to the match with my little lad. It's one mm. of the best things. Like the other Saturday, I remember going to the Saturday. Um, you had a match in the morning, then we went to Old Trafford. Yeah, great day there. Then we come back. There's some boxing. I was just thinking, wow, just what yeah. a day, what a day. But yeah, no, it's um, no, it's always been like it's a big part of big part of my life you know away from boxing that's yeah. a huge part and obviously my family but that's a do huge you get recognized when you go to games United yeah games yeah, yeah they do like you know they're all great with us as well mm-hmm. because and again the amount of them who used to come watching us yeah was unbelievable mm-hmm. so yeah there's always like someone who recognizes us you know without sounding mm-hmm. feel like it's funny because a lot of lads don't get it like why do they want a picture with your dad? Yeah, like, you know, like what's going on going, Dad, why do they all want a picture with you? They just don't get it. It's brilliant. Yeah. But, do you uh, explain to them? Do you I say, like, I used to do a go, bit oh, back in the day? I go, yeah, I go, well, they used to come and watch Dad, you know, when he was on at the arena. They used to come yeah. and watch me and stuff. All right, right. So he, mm. like, gets it a little bit more now. As he's getting older. If he had been a little bit older when you were still fighting, would you have liked him to, him nah, to have been no. there? No, even sort of the last few, he wanted to, to come, but I just, I never really wanted 
wanted yeah. to see me um, a sun ringside. No, mm -hmm. no way. Um, do you think it would throw you off mentally? I don't know. I honestly yeah. don't know. I mean, listen, if it was now, when he was at his age now, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd have much say in it. He's only eight, but he's he bosses me about, so I probably <laughs> wouldn't have much say in it. But um, it's always risky. I remember Tony Bellew seeing mm -hmm. his lad before his world title fight, Cudderson. Yeah. And he didn't even know he was going, and then he seen him, and, and it's like... Now, if you would have asked him, absolutely no, not a chance of he going, but yeah. the fact he was there for his big night, yeah. probably the best feeling in the world. Like, mm -hmm. I imagine it was like, I'm so glad my son was there. Yeah. Do you know, um, yeah, yeah I, so I don't, I, I would never want my son ringside when I'm boxing, because I've, you know, unfortunately I've seen some of the serious sides of mm -hmm. it, you know, being up close and you never know what can happen. Yeah, of course, absolutely. But sticking with United, yeah, you know, because obviously, you know, there's a certain we would happily say you're the pride of Manchester. I mean, there's a few of you know. in it, but there's definitely pride there. When you Thank were you. winning all your accolades and different things, you know, and you have, I imagine, the United team or yeah. people reaching out. Of course, like, what is that it was, like? It, that's what I mean. It was crazy. Like I wish, like I say, I wish my little boy was a bit older at that time yeah. because he would have. Do you know, there's a day when I remember getting invited down to the training ground and being mm. sat with Wayne, you know, Wayne Rooney, and he's talking to us, and then he'd come to my fights. Mm. Um, some of the other players have come to that, and I think it's mad. Like, I'd, I'd be there, and I remember, like, getting messages off Sir Alex, and I'm thinking, I've, you know, I'd see him since, and I'm thinking, you don't understand, like, I idolise, yeah. like, some of them, some of them players, and, like, even the players, who'd someone to come watch me, and I'd, I'd just be like, I'd be cheering their name or singing along yeah. to their song or whatever. I think it's mad they come and watch us and mm. stuff like that. And it's, yeah, it's, it is, um, it was crazy. And like, the club was very good to me. The mm -hmm. club was very good to me. They got behind me. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I think on the night there was a real sort of United feel. But I was always, I was thankful it wasn't just United fans who come to watch me and stuff like that. So I was always thankful, mm -hmm. no matter, do you know who, but yeah, the, the club was it was it'll always hold like sort of a special place in my yeah. heart because of like because of how good they was to us and mm -hmm. just being you know being invited to some awards and I remember the first time um he was telling me like when he was there he was going yeah you know I was I think it was boxing John John Murray yeah and he was like you know I was there and all the lads was watching it and I was thinking Oh, the lads was watching me fight like it's yeah. mad like and yeah, then the next yeah, day yeah. obviously I would have been watching them it's mm. it's just bizarre like you know for me but yeah no he's proud that makes you feel proud you yeah I mean? of course and if someone you look you know plays who you look up to like that but it's almost like um, I know a lot there's a lot of Irish in Manchester yeah. but there's a lot of similarities between Irish people and mm. you know uh, people from Manchester and yeah, surrounding areas it's a huge yeah and it's that sort of community you know community yeah spirit community vibe and it's about supporting your own and 100%. you know just everyone just wanting to have a good time and celebrate I, you know i love it I'm, do you know what i said it before on the camera about um i don't know the area i think i was just noticed that it was sort of from Burtley. yeah um and tommy austin who boxed the week yeah um and i see how they are whether it be him there'd yeah. be joe laws there'd be april yeah um the mccormick's who wanted to improve yeah. They just get behind. I say that, I love it. The nuts, they're absolutely mental, yeah. mental. But they all get behind, mm -hmm. and, and I love seeing that. I love seeing that sort of togetherness. And I remember, like as the amateurs, there'd be certain gyms that always turn out. They'd mm -hmm. always turn out to support, you know, one another. And I think that was good. Sort of with us coming through. I was a lad having a six round, and there'd always be a good load of the lads. Yeah, and girls with Tash. You'd be there to support that person. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But Tash in particular, she does get a massive support. Like she kind of trans transcends her area in a yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Like even in Ireland, there's a massive, massive following. I know when she fought yeah. Casey, you know, it's I interviewed different. her after. Yeah. She was like, <gasps> and I was like, no, we love you. Yeah. You know, we, we no Tash is Tash is some something in yeah. her. You know what I she's, mean? She's nah, she's really inspiring. Like mm. you know, she's there. I see it when she's fighting Kate, you know, yeah. the greatest woman of all time. Mm -hmm. She's there, she's having to bring a daughter to the gym. Yeah. Um, 
you know, put her upstairs while she's training. I'm just yeah. like, nah, how can you not be inspired by that? And 100%. I think, you know, that night was one of the best fights I've ever been involved in. Unbelievable fight. And I remember like, you know, it's one of the fondest. I remember like I was being, I was in the, uh, I was in Kate's changing room watching her hands get wrapped. And yeah. I know Brian and her team, just Kate's a lovely person, mm. you know, great team behind her. And I'm thinking they put on a fight that was unbelievable. You know, Tass just come up short. And um, I remember just, I remember in the bar, do you know, after it? Yeah. In the hotel uh, back at like, it was bubble at that time, wasn't it? And I remember, do you know, looking at the, that's just, just sat there like, you know, in a tracksuit and she's just talking away like just to people. And then Katie's sort of the same. And, and I just thought, they're just two special people then. Yeah. Do you know, like to have put on that fight, mm -hmm. there was no egos or anything like that. Yeah. And yeah. I just thought, wow, I don't know if I've gone off the point here a little bit. I no, it's a beautiful point. It's, yeah. it's perfect. But, we feel like we're there. We're, we're yes. capturing the moment beautifully. But, but it's why yeah. we love both of them, you know? And it's why we loved you and it's why we love yeah. a lot of fighters. It's that, you know, um, the wanting and the doing of the putting on the performance and then the humbleness that yeah, comes behind after it. us. And I think, and I get like, do you know, there is people love a showman or yep. or a showgirl like whichever yep. you know maybe in the sport and you do need a bit of that as mm -hmm. well but I think it is nice it's nice to be nice away mm -hmm. from it all yeah um, and that's obviously so many but certainly what them mm -hmm. two what them two are but um, you know it's a sport like I said it all the time like in boxing you need that that bit of beef sometimes but yeah let's be honest nine times out of ten it's not real no it's yeah. not real <laughs> so did you need us did you when you knew who you were going to be fighting and you're in camp Gen like didn't bother me it didn't like, bother who it was I or, say it all the time yeah. I could it could be the day of the fight I could be sat here like talking I'm just like yeah whatever it's, it's business yeah it was a job I always, it's a job it's nothing personal mm. it's nothing personal it's um, it's a job and I think like you say that's more terrifying, though. Maybe so. That you're like, oh, I, I can see here with it. you before I go in, and you know? it doesn't bother me. Yeah, like, yeah. I genuinely mean <laughs> it. Like, I could be having my last food before going, you know, my last meal before a fight. Yeah. If you wanted to sit there and talk, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then, but I knew once, changing rooms, hands wrapped, walking to the ring, I knew that was it. Like, it yeah. wasn't, at that point, mm -hmm. everything goes out the window till the bell goes. Yeah. Till the bell goes, yeah. Um, but I'd say other fighters seeing different like I know Tony Bell you eat sometimes you'd have to build up that I've got to have a dislike for them mm -hmm. and he's a good guy yeah. he's a good good man do you know what I mean but he needed to build up that bit of dislike you know for mm -hmm. the fighter and then and that was it that so I'm not criticising that that's what the individual what the athlete felt was best for them 100% can you remember the moments or was there always a, uh, the same moment when you fought that you felt that switch mm -hmm. And was it like a switch where you just went from, you know, Anthony Crawler, the regular guy from yeah. Manchester to, you know, a world elite level it, athlete? Yeah, yeah. It'd be the, um, it'd be the, you know, in the change rooms, mm -hmm. hands are wrapped. Just before, you know, as you're putting the gloves on, that'd be it then. That'd mm -hmm. be it. You'd, I think, right, it's now time to, to switch on mm -hmm. game, game face even and, I'm in the game face, but just to think, right, I'm here now to do my job and I'm focused. When you are standing across from the opponents and the ring announcer is calling out both your names and your records and the crowd's going, what are you seeing when you look at him across the ring? You look at, and you are, you are like weighing him up. You're thinking, how different do you look from the weigh-in? How yeah. this, that? You can't help but mm. look at that. It's not like, oh, let them worry about me. You do, you can't help but check and think wonder what he's put on I wonder yeah. do you know how does he look around there do you know has he mm -hmm. piled it on fast is it do you know um, has he not does it not look like he's carved up well do you know you, you yeah. are, you'll question those things a yeah. little bit um, and you're just you're just sort of trying to size up your opponent mm -hmm. you're trying to size up your opponent can you feel us in there when you've you've beaten a man before you've gotten the stoppage or before you've gotten your hand raised before during the fight, yes, yeah. definitely. Can you feel it in your without opponents? Without a doubt, like, mm -hmm. without a doubt, I can feel, you can feel the opponent weakening. You mm -hmm. can feel giving off a lot of distress signals. You've got to be able to pick up on that, do you know, sort of little weaknesses that he's showing and then mm -hmm. things he's not liking, things. 
Yeah, and I think for me, I think it sounds like I'm a horrible person, but mm -hmm. so many fans will tell you, you'd pray off, you'd, you'd feed off that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'd even to the point where if you're tired as well, but you can see how they're feeling like that a little bit more, you almost give you a second wing. So, no, I, I pray on that week. Do you know what? I, I feed off that. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I was like as a fighter, yeah. for sure, definitely. And I think 90% of other fighters tell you, you know, if you can spot that, you do your. Um, if you don't feel, oh, there's been times, like even in a session, and it sounds bad, friend, where you're feeling, wow, I'm done, but they'll give off some at first, mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna, you, you think, hang on, I'm not that bad. Yeah. And then bang, you, yeah, you get that, that lease mm -hmm. of life, or that's that burst. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that the fighter? Is that the fighter that's in you? Yeah, I'd say mm -hmm. it is. I'd say it is. It's, um, you can become like a little bit horrible. For instance, like I saw it like with Liam Smith. Yeah. Liam, you'll see him sort of smile a bit in that and he enjoys it and he sort of knows of me, I've got you and and he sort of enjoys like menacing, like prowl sort of going around thinking I'm going to chop you up like yeah. chip away, chip away, chip away and like I enjoy that and then that tiredness then becomes, it, it sort of it eases a little mm. bit, that fatigue seems to ease a little bit. Why do you think we love boxing as fans? I think it goes back to right back to sort of the Romans, you know, the gladiators. It's um, so obviously the gloves are named after, as I uh, confirmed today. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Um, I'm glad I got that one right, by yeah, the way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah. Your check's I, in the post for that little slide you. in hey, there. Thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, no, but I I think, um, where was that? Well, what, I think it just goes back to that. It's mm -hmm. just combat and it's we are a bit barbaric at times and it's, yeah. and it's entertaining you know mm -hmm. we can dress it up how we want mm -hmm. that's you know from as long as time can go back yeah there's always been that kind of a bit more brutal probably back mm -hmm. then you know so whether it be gladiators or whoever it may be where that show of to show who's who's the better man or now mm -hmm. the woman um yeah I, I just think it goes right back to watching combat like from it's like a, it's primal, Wait, right? It's something like it it's, it's completely primal. It's just how we um, how we exist. Yeah, absolutely. Like when we look at you know fighters and 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 you being in that position and and your entire career, were you always a fan of boxing? You know, when you were, you were I was so surprised to find that not a lot of fighters are no, fans of boxing. Always. You know, they don't watch it. My, um, my dad was an ex-professional boxer, yeah. so I was brought up around it. You know, he'd mm -hmm. watch fights and stuff, and I always took a liking to it. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen. Like, my older brother, never interested in it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But uh, me, yeah, I took a liking to it. Um, a big boxing fan, like I say, sometimes, like Saturday, I just really enjoyed yeah. just watching to make himself sound old, but <laughs> just, you know, having a few hours to myself watching the boxing. Um yeah, but no, when, was, when you fought, did you still keep an eye on like what people, other people were doing in different on divisions? The undercard or, yeah, like mean, you know, were you just shows? invested yeah, course, in, in course, other yeah. in, in, in boxing as a sport? In it. Yeah, massively invested in mm -hmm. it, and um, even do you know, just yeah, I'm, I'm a boxing fan. Always have been, always yeah. will be. So, because some boxers say, you know, you know, you ask them about. And, you know, anything else that's going on outside of even their division and they're like, oh, I don't pay attention to it. No, I don't I watch like, other cards. I don't I watch was, different no, things, you know. I, um, I'd always watch, you know, mm -hmm. the fights, still do now. And even like now, I imagine when the certain fight is down the line, you are trained, you mm -hmm. could be on the same path for then not watching them, you know, to see how, to try and see weaknesses, yeah. strengths and weaknesses of theirs. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm a boxing fan right from mm -hmm. the amateurs right all the way through to top level. If someone says, you know, I have a jug here and you have to pour in all the ingredients that's needed to be a world champion and elite level at least, yeah. what would you pour in? Um, there's listen, dedication, dedication. Mm -hmm. I think, listen, there's always there's people who've been world champions who haven't lived the life, so you do get it, but I, I definitely believe you need a certain... Stand up dedication, uh, certain amount of dedication, even. Um, we've talked about it just will, will and desire. You need plenty of that. I think you do need a bit of talent. Mm -hmm. You do need a bit of talent, no matter you know, how hard you work. A bit of talent, but um, I mentioned it earlier as well. You need a splash of luck. 
Yeah. You need a splash of luck. We can, it doesn't matter how good, mm-hmm. do you know, someone is, you do need that little bit of luck. Um, whether it be, even if someone dominates the fight, whether it be in the training camp or whichever, mm-hmm. where they might have had this niggle or something like that yeah. and it's it's held off, you always need a little bit of luck. And also there's fighters who didn't get that luck. He was mm-hmm. good enough to be world champions, but just didn't get the luck, didn't get the backing that they did. I'm I'm sure there is some I've I've um, missed out. Like you say, I think I've sort of said hard work, haven't I? Yeah. With the, yeah. The but that, but the other, yeah. I think mm-hmm. with that jug, I think you you certainly to be a world champion, you need certainly need a few of those. You need all those ingredients. That said, mm-hmm. it's a good jug. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good jug. <laughs> when you think about the business of boxing. And everyone has so many different opinions on, on, you know, boxing as a business. Were you, was there elements of the business that you, during your career, said, you know what, I wish this wasn't the case or I wish this was, like, not an element that I had to factor in? Oh, yeah, sometimes, like, Mm -hmm. the politics and the business side of things can be the hardest, Mm -hmm. without a doubt. In fact, 90% of the times, yeah, Um, no matter how hard the fight is. But I think... That's what people have got to understand. Mm. There's a boxing is a business. Yeah. And I say it to so many professionals turning over, unless you've you know, you've been to the Olympics or something like that. Mm. So you've got to be prepared to be a little bit skint for the next few years. You've yeah. got to it's gonna cost you money. Please don't think, you know, turning over it's it's gonna be like glitz and glamour because there's not like you've you're gonna look to have to look to get certain sponsors. You're gonna you're gonna have to prepare to be skint. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're gonna have to prepare to see your friends who are earning a wage each week, mm. be able to go out, be able to buy nice clothes, be able to go to these places to eat, and you can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be prepared for that. It's not it's starting off early on. Do you know if you if you work out what you know, so much it's, it's well below the minimum wage. Yeah. You know, turn professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. And the headache of tickets. You know, I was very fortunate then. I had a great following. Mm-hmm. But it's still like saying you're mad sometimes with tickets. Said, so I was, especially as it got bigger, I was, I was lucky enough to have an handful of people who helped me out. Mm-hmm. But I was still involved more than what I should have been, really. But that yeah. was just me. Um it's so were you like fight day getting calls, you know, oh, on the outside, where's my tickets? Time. All the time, mental, mental. All the time. Sometimes You're like, oh, get my hands wrapped here, bring someone else. Yeah, yeah. Have you got, have you like, sometimes being in the changing room, my little brother would like answer my phone and uh, they'd go, oh. <laughs> I haven't got any, I just haven't got another ticket sat next to them. He goes, do you know what? I don't know, but he's just getting his hand wrapped at the minute, but I'll get him to check after that. <laughs> you know, like, do you know, like some people, it's just they don't understand it. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. You can't be too finger with them because, yeah, even though you've had two months to get the tickets, yeah, like half an hour before he's going to ring walk or whatever, <laughs> you're, you're going to ask for um, tickets. It's just it's the way. It's funny, isn't it? You don't understand it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't take it personal. It's um, You can laugh about it sometimes, yeah. do you know? That's a it's a good you know a good story a good memory to but have in that like you know the most inappropriate time, time to ring someone about tickets yeah <laughs> I remember yeah just certain things like oh do you know if you're on the way to the venue sometimes you turn I mean that you won't answer your phone as much but I remember yeah. early on like. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I need two ringsides for your fight. And I'm like, mate, I've tickets in yesterday. <laughs> I'm getting there's none there now. Oh, can you not have a word with someone? And you're like. Mate, honestly, I've, I've got a few other things to try and sort out rather than to sort you out a few ringside tickets. No, the money's there. No, the money might be there, but you don't understand. I'm out, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. But Do we need to change that element of fighters having to sell tickets or is that just part of the process? Hard. It's part of the business. Yeah. Because some will go, well, it's the promoter's job to do this, but, mm. you know, let's be realistic as well. There's a lot of promoters who lose money putting on shows. Yeah. For instance, listen, there's... There's a lad who, I saw two of the lads have boxed over the summer. One lad done very well with tickets. One lad sort of thought he was on a certain certain wage and mm-hmm. then that fight fell through. So he didn't bother selling as much tickets, you know, regardless because he was going to be the away fight. But yeah. now anyway, so he didn't sell as many tickets. So the fighter who sold a lot more tickets had 
well, it'd be a much easier fight on paper, less rounds, but they come out of a much better wage. Yeah. And that's just it. And it's like, since I've got a lad there now, and he doesn't sell tickets, but I'm like, it's it's that so for promoters going to think, well, he's got to be in a real fight. He's mm. got to be in a real fight because yeah. I can't just invest money and invest money unless he's in a real fight. Do you know, mm-hmm. unless there's going to be looking at the end some kind of return, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not, they're going to see it as I'm not a charity. Yeah. Um. But yeah, listen, let's be realistic. It always helps if you can sell tickets. Yeah. It does. It's, mm-hmm. Listen, it's a big part of things. But then there's also that argument as well where people, you know, Again, we're talking about it being the business and it's it's you could talk about it for you can go on and on on what's right and what's the right way and what shouldn't be, but you also have to factor in that, you know, people who do sell tickets that may not be, you know I know exactly like Do you know what I mean? Oh listen, <laughs> let's be honest. I'm delicate with my words no, here. There's people who sell tickets yeah. who get much better opportunities the much better fighters than themselves. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That is just how it works. Mm. Do you know, it's not like, ah, just see it now. It's so, if you go into like the YouTube box and stuff mm. like that, if they're selling thousands of tickets, mm-hmm. if they're selling thousands of tickets, they're going to get a much bigger purse than someone who's dedicated their life to boxing for yeah. 10 years. How does that make you feel as, you know, someone who's put in the blood, sweat and tears? No, I'm just, listen, it's, it can be hard to take Mm -hmm. if you look at it like that. But that's what I'm just saying. Professional boxing is a business. Yeah. So, do you know at the weekend, we've just saw, we saw what happened with Oscar Valdez. Yeah. My opinion, he's failed, he failed Mm -hmm. a drug test, yeah? However, the world champion, he's still fighting Saturday. Yeah. If that doesn't prove to you boxing's a biz, professional boxing's a business over sport, mm. over sport, I'll never know what it would be. If there was no money involved in that fight, if there was no money sort of around the camp of, you mm. know, of the fighter or whatever, that fight wouldn't be happening. If that, if someone failed to test and there was boxing on a show where there was next to nothing you know, money-wise mm. or on an amateur show, it wouldn't be boxing. No. That's it. So I think all it is sometimes, sound a little bit harsh here, but that's my only thing with some professional fighters mm. where please understand professional boxing is a business over a sport. Mm-hmm. And is it right? No, it's not. But that's just the way it is and that's the way it'll always be. Mm-hmm. Let's not pretend it's something else. So is it about acceptance, accepting that this yeah. is how and it so, works? And that's probably with the YouTubers and people mm-hmm. go, oh, well, you're part of the problem. But I don't care, I'm just sort of a bit realistic as in, mm-hmm. you know, if someone's going to bring so many thousand people into arena, he's going to do so many buys on pay-per-view, Yeah, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I try and look at the positive. That's the way the world's going now. Mm-hmm. Or has been going for a while. But then I try and look at the positive, for instance... I worked it. Um, the Jake Paul Tyrone Woodley fight. Yeah. On the undercard of that fight, um, Amanda Serrano. She's mm-hmm. been dedicated for years. That night, she got her profiles risen more than it ever has before. I think she would have got paid as well as she's ever been paid before. Mm-hmm. Um. And some of the other undercard, there were some good fights in there, mm-hmm. so. I think you've just got to take it. I was sort of saying this on the night as an event. Yes. As an event, yeah. um, enjoy the boxing and listen. Enjoy the boxing. If you can't stand that YouTube bit or whatever, turn mm-hmm. off. Don't watch that bit. Don't watch that. Do bit. you feel like there's room for it? There's room for for all of these different promotions, all of these different. Obviously, we've seen with the zone with the new, you know, yeah. the schedule that they have, and the more boxing that's on, whether it be on television, mm-hmm. streaming apps the better. Yeah. You know, the more boxing available for eyes to see, mm-hmm. the better for the sport. And some people say, well, no, that that usually I disagree, but it might, it might be a very, very, very small percentage, but it might encourage, you know, that kid in his room, they might not become a boxer or mm-hmm. like that. It might encourage them to stop being in the room as much, yeah. playing on their Xbox or the PlayStation yeah. to go down to the local mm-hmm. gym and just live a little bit healthier. Yeah. So, no, I, I think there's positive, you've got to look at the positives mm-hmm. throughout you know, for um, in you know, in all aspects, you know, 
of of that side of mm-hmm. things. Hundred percent. When you so when you finished fighting and you started doing you know the little bit of TV work and the commentating and different yeah. things, how was that for you? You know, was it a sort? Were you apprehensive about going into that area of of work, or was it just I like just, you know what? Let's no, go. No, I enjoy it. I'm just yeah. like listen. I'm just talking about something I love. I do mm. love boxing. There's bits about it I don't. Yeah, what don't you like about us? It's just like I said, like we was mentioning earlier, so, you know, the business side of things, yeah. certain fights not being able to happen. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Certain fights being tied up in certain things. But again, then I also look at it as in, you know, a promoter might think, well, what? So, so I'll just invest in this fight or whatever, then he can go elsewhere. That's just, yeah. that's just it's, again, it's a business. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I'm talking about sort of what I love. I've got a great view. Mm-hmm. Watching the sport that I love, the sport, which is a business first, as I've said a few <laughs> times. Um, do you get and, excited and seeing my... the new prospects coming through and getting to of like, course I do. Of you know, course I do. you like, can invigorate it again. Watching, yeah, you know, watching a prospect, seeing how far they can, you know, think, you know, I think he's going to go far yeah. or seeing the improvement in a prospect. Like I love, yeah. well, I've done wrong, I've watched someone and I think, I'm not seeing it. And then. Mm. They start delivering, and I think, wow, right, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. I, I love seeing it. I love seeing the improvement in um, in a fighter, whether it be on the show or in the gym or whatever, mm-hmm. or transferring that gym form into into um, under the lights, you know, on the night of fighting. Do you think it's easy to spot, maybe not a, a future world champion, but someone who has the potential to go all the way? I don't know about e- I don't know about easy to spot. I think there's certain things you look for. Mm-hmm. I think if you ask a coach. Mm-hmm. how they're going to you know there's certain things for instance I look try and look at the balance yeah how quick they are at picking things up you know mm-hmm. um, lead hand on them you know there's mm-hmm. certain things that I look that I look at um, you know in fact, and I'm sure so many good coaches tell you other things like but I think the most important things that you know being able to coach mm-hmm. them being able to coach them Absolutely, being coachable. coachable being coachable yeah, exactly. in, an, in any aspect of life, that's a, a big part, isn't it, you know? Whether you're a boxer, whether you're training an apprentice, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. If you can't coach them or teach them, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how, you might get, I've seen it, you might get like, you know, a bit of a natural athlete in the gym, but yeah. if he or she's almost uncoachable where it's just so hard, then those other kids who might not be as athletic as them are going to overtake. yeah. God, that's like, and it, that's an interesting concept because y- you control that. Do you know what I mean? You you, yeah. you can control that yourself, and whether you are that coachable person or not, and whether yeah. you're willing to adapt to, you know, the situation or whatever is put in front of you. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think obviously, then certain coaches might suit certain. Mm-hmm. Af- well, they certainly do. Will suit certain athletes in that way. Um, certain coaches might not be able to get the best out mm-hmm. of of that athlete. In terms of goals, you know, you obviously had fighting goals. Do you now yeah. have coaching goals? Do you know what? It sounds mad. It sounds probably very unorganised, which I'm pretty unorganised. <laughs> um, listen, would I love a world champion? Yes. Yeah. Would, would I love a few world champions? Yes. But mm. I don't know whether that's... Um, listen, my, my goal has always been about something soft. I just want to get the very best out of the fighters yeah. that I work with. If mm-hmm. that's a world champion, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's an English champion, yeah. An English title to one of my fighters might be that world title to someone else. Do you know what I mean? That might be their equivalent. That might be their, do you know, their peak where you think realistically that's where they're gonna, that's mm-hmm. where we're gonna go for. But um, I think yeah, you know, that I can't say. Oh, I want this. I want. I want. A, I want a world champion. I want a ring magazine world champion. I want this. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want to get the best out of each and every fight I can. Hopefully, that leads to them kind of successes. Yeah. But um, we'll see. Like I said, when I turned out, I didn't plan on having an handful of fighters. Yeah. You know, it just sort of happened. How, how did it evolve? Was it, you know, did someone come to you? Was yeah, it like I have happened? all this free time? You know, what hey? happened? We actually joked about it last night with uh, James, who fights Sunder. He, um, I was the first lad I was training with Dylan, he was he was a he was a family friend really, mm. and uh, he's not boxing no more. And again, that boxing just wasn't for him. Like again, you know, all his mates are earning money. Yeah, you know, he's skint all the time, and then he's thinking, "I'm," and he's, it's all right. It just wasn't for you, you know. You, he was a fit lad, he's, he's, but then he, he was he was thing didn't want the the sacrifice discipline of never been able to go yeah. out when his friends was out all the time, not being able to afford 
300 pound t-shirts and stuff like yeah. that god who's paying 300 pounds no, for a t-shirt it's mad a lot of the young ones are out there crazy but no that's it that's it like i don't like i'm older now i was younger i probably wanted to myself but yeah. don't get it now but, but oh you weighed up sure. world champion status that's a 300 pound t-shirt yeah, you know no, that's it an easy choice. But that's it so with them and so i was helping him out and then what happened was jake one of the other lads mm-hmm. um my mate was training him he says oh he's got no um coach for he said i've not really got time he says can you would you think about look i said i've not really got the time and then i seen him he was, he was training he was fighting in a few weeks i said listen come upstairs and then mm-hmm. we've done a little bit and you know he's a nice lad. i thought listen we'll do this fight and then we'll see where you go and the next thing done that fight he stayed with us mm-hmm. and and the sales thought right i won't be doing any more and then Steve would ask me about training James and Rhiannon. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I remember I was hung over in Portugal. I was hung over in Portugal like first, <laughs> like the second morning or the first one, because you know, it's always a big day the first day. Yeah. I, was, I was up a little bit earlier than most, I was in the cafe and he rang me. And probably because it was rough, I was like, yeah, well, I'll ring you when I'm back, but yeah, you know, and I think I said, listen, we'll do, we'll do a few sessions, see how they are and joke, because they didn't yeah. have any coach or anything like that. And um, it was funny, I went back to the apartment and said to like, my best mate, said, oh, Steve, we've just been on about training. Went, if I don't want to train anyone, well, I don't. I don't want to train anyone else. Went, my wife just fucking said, yeah, then. <laughs> so, I, so what I'd done, I said, no, I'll just see how it goes. And he said, you'll end up coaching. You'll end up coaching. So yeah. went back and then I just said to him, said, we'll do a few weeks and I'll, I suggest you just go and look at a few other places, see what suits you. Yeah. And... Do you know, anyway, I was working with him and just two brilliant people, but mm. I saw how hard they was working and I thought, if they can give me that, how mm. can I say no? Yeah. And I loved it and like one of the best decisions I've made and when I see the improvement in them both now, mm-hmm. oh, it's brilliant. Like I see it, obviously I've got to do it under the lights, yeah. but I see it as a proud little achievement for myself. Mm-hmm. And then um, Alex, Alex Delmagani, I've got, he's got in touch and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then again, another hard hard worker. He's obviously at a much different point you know in his career yeah but um yeah it just it just sort of happened like that something i'm like all right that that'll be me now for um a bit but then bobby like everyone who work with i've got a lad who's going to turn later in the year young bobby he's um i've got like a relationship with each and every one mm-hmm. of them do you know what i mean i've got a new relationship yeah with him, it's not i could take I'm sure if I put it out there, you know, there'd be more routes on than arrogant, there'd be more fights, but I, I don't, mm. I want to give him the time and I'm mm. a really busy guy as well. So I don't want to start saying, oh, yeah, yeah, come take more fights or more fights and I can't give him the time that yeah. I feel like they deserve. So, yeah. Do you feel like they would have an extra confidence knowing that they're coached by someone who's done it? Possibly, mm-hmm. yeah, possibly, you know, been there, so I'm saying, you know, wore a t-shirt like, Hopefully, like I can pass on certain stuff yeah. to them, and I'm sure they'll respect it. Joe, I've been there. I've been in those. I felt similar to how they're gonna feel or how they have felt in fights, mm-hmm. and they can relate to it because I'm talking to it. But I'm not one of them who says, for instance, like my coach Joe, he never boxed professional. He had doing quite a lot of amateur fights, mm-hmm. but he never boxed professional. But it didn't stop me thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm on. He's don't know what he's on about or like that. Or there's a lot of good fighters out there. Yeah. A lot of good coaches out there who wasn't successful professional mm-hmm. boxers or even had professional fights. I always said, with football, was it yours in Mourinho? We never, he wasn't a professional footballer, do you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, I don't, I don't always think it, I don't think it works like that, but there is certain bits that I'm sure you can, you can warrant a little bit more. Like, for instance, you know, that feeling when you're tired in camp mm-hmm. and you've got to think that you probably it's easier coming from someone who's been there and done it himself. Mm-hmm. Or weight cutting. How were you with weight cutting? I, I honestly wasn't too bad. Listen, I can't pretend it wasn't easier, but mm. I think I'd done it a bit more comfortable than most. I was always in the gym. I think Joe always mm. expressed the importance of staying in the gym and like just sort of ticking over regardless. So I never blew up, you know, yeah. massive. But listen, like there was times in camp always, I just, I just want more, just want to eat, but I couldn't. <laughs> that was part of it biscuit. yeah that's it sweet tooth and stuff yeah. like you crave don't you mm. it's it's the you it's natural it's yeah. natural but i never done anything like crazy I, I think i was pretty well i was pretty well with my weight mm. um like i've seen been around some of the lads who've had to you know you have certain weight cuts i know 
the board and um, they'll do the check weighs and stuff, which helps. But still, there's, listen, there's a yeah. lot of fighters who who struggle with a weight and do things that it's not the safest. Yeah. And that's, that's just facts. Mm-hmm. Not right, but it's facts. It's almost like it's the fight before the fight, isn't it really? You're like making that weight on the scales. It's a battle with the scales. Some, mm-hmm. some, for some fighters, probably a lot of fighters, the fight with the scales is a lot harder mm-hmm. than the fight on the night. 100%. How would you like to be remembered? How would I like to be remembered? Do you know what? This, a lad who got the very best out of what he had. A lad mm-hmm. who got a lad who got the very best out of what he had, and um, gave some gave some great nights to the people who come and watched him, mm-hmm. or supported him. That, that's a that's a lovely one. Thank isn't you. It? Yes. No. Well, and and it's happened, and it's it's genuine, and it's 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 happened. You know. Yeah. The proof was in the, the proof was in the response that United matches when you get your yes. focus taken. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. Loved it. Loved yeah, it. So revisiting a few things <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah, no, it was good. There were some good there. stories there. So thank you very much. Thank you. That was the episode five of the First Exchange podcast with me, your host, Lydia Dedal, and today's guest, world champion, former world champion, Anthony Crowley. <laughs>